When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I am Rob Tanner, the Leicester City correspondent for the Mercury. Joining me is Jordan Blackwell, my colleague on the sports desk and big Leicester City fan as well. So we're going to digest the weekend defeat, another one, a fifth straight defeat for Claudio Ranieri's men uh, at Swansea on Sunday and look ahead to the cup games ahead and how City shake themselves out of this situation and get themselves up and running again. It was another frustrating afternoon at the Liberty Stadium. Not a lot in the game for 30 minutes, as has been the case in many of the performances. Not really looking like they're going to score themselves, but not really looking like they're going to concede then. The first effort on target from the opposition, 1-0, then straight away afterwards, a second goal. It seems to be a very common trend with City. Once they concede one, they concede a second pretty quickly afterwards and that was the case at Swansea and there was really no way back after that was there really although it was an improved second half Jordan yeah it was an improved second half but Swansea looked fairly comfortable you would say you know that they are a team with probably a little bit more confidence than they did have um, and they, they seemed fairly okay to, to shut the game out particularly after Fabianski saved that, that big chance from Slimani it seems like after that Leicester thought oh maybe that's our big chance gone um, and really struggled after that, I would say, to create any clear openings. Um, but yeah, as you say, it's the, the same stories as usual. Leicester just sort of in the game, not really doing a great deal, and then conceding a big chance, which the opposition puts away. I mean, it's not usual that the opposition centre back hits a volley that cleanly from the, just inside the area, uh, as, it, as Alfie Mawson did. But um, and those things happen, and Leicester have got to stop conceding the first goal. That seems to be. The big problem is that they can't they can't hit teams on the counter as they would like to because it seems like from the second half onwards they're always trading the game and defences against them can just sit deep. Yeah, I, thought, I mean, it, it was a good finish from Mawson, but uh, you look at the way the build-up, I mean, Huth giving away that needless free kick inside his own half with a, with a clumsy tackle. He really does look short of confidence, fitness, whatever. He, look, he looks like a shadow of the player the dominant figure he was last season. And then a straightforward ball in the box, Nididi drifts off Mawson, a bit of inexperience there. He's only young, 20-year-old. He's got drawn to the ball like a moth to the flame. And that's left Mawson there for the uh, for the volley. And I, but the frustrating thing about that was that I tweeted before and after the first 10 minutes, I thought Mawson looked nervous on the ball. He looked shaky. He looked like you could get at him if he pressured him. And City didn't pressure him. And then obviously the goal, he grew in confidence and... Uh, I think he picked up the man of the match there, but yes, I, I think yeah. a Swansea defender picking up man of the match was a bit of a strange one for me, really, because I didn't think City, until the second half when Slomani came on, carried much of a threat in attack. Now, that's still, the statistic is over 10 hours now yes. since Leicester City have scored a league goal. And you've got some interesting stats about their current goal droughts. Yes, well, so the goal drought, yeah, as you say, over, over 10 hours, if we go back to Slomani's goal against... West Ham, that's 611 minutes, um, so that, I think that's the eighth worst in Premier League history. 
still got some way to go to match the worst, which I think was Palace around 20 years ago. That they managed to go 830 minutes or so um, without scoring. Um, but yes, we've been looking at the um, the shot statistics and seeing if there's where Leicester, where Leicester City might be going wrong. Um, and they don't look dreadful. Well, that, that's about as good as we can say. So Leicester have had 61 shots over the, the six games they've not scored in. So an average of 10 a game, which is fairly usual for Leicester. They've, I think over the course of the season, they've averaged around 11 a game, uh, where their opponents have had 87. So it's about 14, 15 per game. So not, not a massive difference, uh, but a, a decent enough dif- a difference um, as it is. Um, in terms of shots on target, Leicester have had 15 of their 61, so about a quarter. Um, and that's shots saved by the keeper, that's not including uh, shots that have been blocked. Uh, whereas their opponents have had 31% of their shots on target. Uh, but really the big difference um, comes uh, with shots inside the box. City have been restricted to just um, 26 shots inside the box, so only 43% of their shots whereas their opponents have been allowed 58, which is uh, 67%, which is a, a really big difference. And I think the problem that Leicester City have had in terms of defending um, shots is that they seem to leave a, a sort of a corridor between the defensive midfield on the edge of the on the edge of the box. I mean, the, the position that Alfie Mawson picked up, the position that Ibrahimovic got into um, in the Manchester United defeat where they don't seem to have the defence is almost sitting too deep and the midfielders aren't sitting deep enough and there's just they're just leaving a gap there for the low crosses to, to, to be pulled back to the edge of the area and that's really I think that's where they're conceding too many chances at the other end because really as we say they're, they're conceding too many goals and they're not able to hit teams on the counter attack their defences are sitting deep Leicester are struggling to break teams down and they're being forced to take shots from the edge of the area or outside the area a lot more speculative and that's why they're not testing the opposition goalkeepers enough I mean we only saw obviously Simone's chance was the, the one time Leicester really got in behind and had a decent chance other than that it was you know sort of speculative shots from the edge of the area um, so again I think it, it all starts with Leicester not conceding too early I think they're if they manage to hold off and we've seen they've conceded a lot of goals just before half time they've conceded the most um, goals in that 15 minute period before half time um, if they can hold on to half time that's when teams start to get nervous and they feel like they maybe opposition will have to push a bit more to try and get that goal if, if Leicester can tempt teams out and they have to push their fullbacks forward a little bit more and the defence comes a bit higher that's when Leicester can really sort of turn on the style and hopefully create some more chances and hopefully end this drought The big concern for me was that there was nine players starting on uh, Sunday who were regulars in the title winning squad and we know that Claudio's kept a lot of loyalty towards those players and that's why uh, they didn't recruit more players in the summer and in January because, um, well, certainly in the summer, when Claudio wanted to show loyalty to them and give them a chance with the Champions League and the title defence. Uh, in hindsight, that's not really worked out and it seemed like Claudio's patience has worn out after another disappointing display. Afterwards, he said that uh, admitted he might have been a bit too loyal towards some of those players. Do you think he should have changed more about City before? I, I think. Well, I think he was he's fair to to be loyal to start with. I think it was only right that, that those players that won the title got a chance to one give the title defence a good go, and particularly playing the Champions League. I think that's certainly what what they deserved. Um, I think changes should probably have been tried sooner. I think Ranieri will try will make changes now. And we will see. 
maybe the likes of Huth, Morgan, Drinkwater, Vardy, those sorts of players, they may well sit out key Premier League games over the next um, month or so, just to see how Leicester do without them. But I think it's been clear probably since early January that Leicester were really struggling and were going to be in a relegation battle. So I think we should have seen more changes now. I think certainly with the amount of players Leicester have in their squad, they're not, you wouldn't say they're elite players, um, but they've got a lot of very good players in this squad um, and players that can play in multiple positions. We've spoken before about Daniel Amate and how useful he is, how many positions he can play. I thought he looked pretty good at right back against Derby and obviously came on there um, against Swansea. Um, He's played at centre-back before, he's played there uh, all the time with Ghana. Um, so he's a, he's an option, but there's it's almost maybe refreshing. It will just turn the turn the the mentality around, maybe build a, a bit of momentum, so that then in the future, if if Morgan gets dropped and he has to come back in, if Leicester have built sort of improved their mentality by then, hopefully Morgan can can take that with him. But at the minute, it's, it all seems a bit stagnant, and it's all these same players. And they're, they're clearly not right mentality-wise. They're clearly struggling with you know, optimism and positivity and believing that they can, they can get themselves out of it. Well, I think that's it, exactly. Belief and confidence. I mean, these lads have been given ample amounts of uh, time and, and opportunity to address this recent slump. Um, it's not saying that the fans have lost belief in them, but uh, it's, you're certainly looking at it at the moment. You're wondering how it's going to change. How is it going to transform? Are they just lumbering towards a rele- you know, relegation now, the way they're going. So Claudia has to act. We know the club aren't going to act by sacking Ranieri because uh, Vishai has uh, stated that publicly and he's also done it personally with Claudio and to the players. So that's drawn a line under that. Now, if there were our divisions in the camp because some players are unhappy with Claudio, they've got to get on with it now. This is time for, for unity, for them all to pull together because if they don't, those players, those same players that might think that uh, they've lost faith with Claudio, they're going to have relegation on their CV right underneath Premier League champions and that will stick with them forever and it will tarnish the incredible achievement of last season. I mean, it'll never be taken away. It was phenomenal what happened, but to get relegated as champions and um, be the first team to do so since 1938, we'll live with them as well as much as the as the title success. But what are you? Uh, what's your feeling about how the fans feel about the situation? In using the Google machine and looking at social media and all that, Jordan. What, what, what sort of? What's your sense from the people that are active on social media? I think there's there's become a, a real division between fans um, of, of City that a lot of them do want Ranieri to go. Now I think there's a, a sense that it it's not going to get any better, and Leicester might have to take the gamble and get rid of Ranieri. Uh, we know that's not going to happen, or it seems extremely unlikely that that, that will happen now. Um, but there's also a lot of fans that are in the are in the camp that you know this is the man that's won Leicester City of all teams the Premier League title. He deserves more than seven or eight months after that um, to 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 manage the team, and you know, and he deserves the time to to try and get them out of this situation. Um, and it's it's a tricky one. I can un, I can understand both points of view. My only point would be, if Leicester were to get rid of Ranieri, I don't know who they would be able to bring in. I don't know who would want to to take on that job, because at the minute it looks like it's you you would be taking over a team that are only heading in one direction. Um, 
and I don't think there is that many people out there that would be able to do a better job than Ranieri with this team. You know, last season was the anomaly. This is Leicester City were expected last season to be battling relegation. It's, it shouldn't really be a surprise that they are doing so this season. It's a disappointment, yes, because I think uh, particularly fans, that's well, I would say that's where the biggest disappointment is that Leicester didn't use the opportunity they were given to try and cement themselves as a, as a Premier League regular and have been dragged back into this relegation situation again. Um, but I don't think there's any alternatives um, to, to Ranieri. So I think that should be um, the job. I think that's, it is Ranieri. It's, it's, he's got to, to take it on and he's got to experiment, I think. Uh, and particularly given he's got two cup games to experiment in, particularly against Millwall, um, hopefully he can find a formula that works uh, and will sort of steer City up the table Well I think there's a few things that probably do need to happen I think Slomani leading the line I think if he's fully fit and he's not he wasn't 100% fit last week that's why he started on the bench uh, after this troublesome groin I think now they've got to find a way of playing off him now haven't they mm-hmm. Uh, they tried Jamie Vardy up top trying to get him in behind that's not worked because the supply isn't there the service isn't there I think he got only a couple of sides as a goal on Sunday one was an effort and the second one was a run where he took the wrong option tried to go in his own when he had better support outside but I think that I, Slomani to, to start up front maybe a way forward possibly a Marte centre back do you think? I, I think it's worth a go I think he's you know he's clearly mobile more mobile than, than Huth and Morgan He's got experience there. Um, he doesn't. He's probably not as strong as Huth and Morgan, but um, you know he's not. He's not lightweight. You wouldn't say. Um, so I, I think it, I think it's worth giving a go. And I think the time to do it is against Millwall. I think that's the perfect opportunity to, to see if he can play there. Uh, and I'm guessing the, someone like Ben Lewan or Vasilevsky will probably play alongside him uh, in in the Millwall game. But yes, I think that's certainly an option. I think the likes of Chilwell. Um, has got has got to play more regularly. I think he's looked exciting and also fairly assured uh, when he's played. Um, and maybe if if we're going if Leicester are going to experiment, maybe it's worth giving you know the likes of Bartos Kapuska a, a more of a run out. He looked fairly tidy uh, on his full debut against Derby. Uh, and I think the way things are going with Leicester, I don't think there would be any harm in giving him more game time and seeing you know if. If he's the the guy that that could turn the season around, well, we've got the press conference with Claudio on Thursday, so uh, we'll have another podcast then, and uh, we'll discuss Claudio's options ahead of Millwall and Seville. Huge game, Seville. I mean, they'll be rubbing their hands with glee at Leicester City's league form heading into that last sixteen Champions League tie. Let's let not forget Leicester City in the last sixteen in the yes. Champions League. We're talking here, uh, but uh, we'll have a look at some of the options that Claudio uh, has at his disposal and also uh, preview the the press conference so check back on the Mercury website and on our Facebook page uh, for all updates from the King Power Stadium and we'll see you next time